Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Yourself Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duranja. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have special guest, Natalie Quake. I met Natalie in January of 2020, before what we knew was going to change the world occurred. Her and I came together um, at an incredible event that was in Phoenix, and I absolutely fell in love with her energy. I'm excited to have an opportunity to um, interview Natalie today because, in my opinion, she is one of the humans who have had the ability to truly embody playfulness and inner inner child into their everyday life. And she does it with such grace and compassion and and just inspiration for others. So I want to share some of her experiences and expertise with you guys, because I think she has a lot of value to bring to the table when it comes to having a better understanding of how we can stop taking ourselves so seriously. Natalie, (laughs) being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I love how you ended that about not taking ourselves so seriously. I mean, come on. Why are we here in life? Yes, 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 yes. Bring it on. More joy, more lightness. Absolutely. I'm turning 46 tomorrow. It's my 46th birthday. And everyone's asked me, oh, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to play. (laughs) That's all I want to do. I want to play. And so I am going to honor my inner child tomorrow with nothing but playful activities that most adults don't feel safe with engaging in. They fear judgment and criticism for, you know, being so open with embracing these kinds of things. But I feel like it's a, a necessary component of, of being present and, and being able to live life to the fullest. Yes, I so agree with you. Oh my gosh, in every way. <laughs> and, and now it's, it's fun to look back on our lives, right? And think about how many moments, how many times, how many years we spent in this like crazy serious mind or it's just like, come on, let's snap out of it. See what else is really here for us. And absolutely. It's you know I've seen play actually as a practice. It's not something that has just come to me naturally. Even though in inside of me, you know, people are like, "You're so playful. You're so fun. You're so much like a child." And I'm like, "Yes, but if you really knew me, you would know that it has been a journey. It has been a journey of getting to where I am right now. You know, like it wasn't the kind of thing that playing was like just." Yeah, I can just snap into it. You know, it's been even when I went on my nomadic journey and I was um, between 2017 through 2020. I mean, even during that time, I was I was so aware, but had so and had so much love, so much love for my little girl that like, oh, I would go on an adventure and I'd still be in my mind like, should I be doing this? Is it okay that I'm taking this time to be doing this? Like, but you know, you really should be working harder. You really should be making this much money or, you know, like all the stories, like, and it's just, it just got to the point where, you know what? I literally burnt myself out from exhaustion, exhaustion of those toxic thoughts that don't get us anywhere. And they just break us they break us into pieces, not in, not in a great way. It just, you know, it's like, 
hey, we came here to this world as perfect, perfect children of God. You know, that's who we are. So we came here to explore. We came here to adventure. We came here to enjoy, literally be in joy. Not to be serious, not to be stressed out with life. I I could not agree more. I think that part of, you know, our souls choosing to come to planet Earth is because we desired to experience the physical body and engage in all of the senses, right? That's the beauty of this whole human experience is that we get to be in a body and we get to engage in all of these six senses most of us only utilize five but we have six (laughs) so part of that journey is um being able to connect with that pure innocence that pure love that we incarnated here with and most of us through societal conditioning and programming have disconnected from that peace and part of us at very very early ages now it's happening even earlier than when you and I were much younger, you know, Natalie, I want to share with you. I think you'll appreciate this. I have two pictures that sit at my desk. One is four-year-old Heather. The other one is eight-year-old Heather. The eight-year-old Heather specifically is when she stopped being allowed to be a child and she was forced to have to be an adult. So whenever I find myself taking myself too seriously, I connect with those photos and I remind myself that I deserve, I am worthy and deserving of connecting with that little girl who didn't get to do the things at the age appropriate time that society has set for us, right? So I embrace it. I absolutely love it. And I love that. I love that so much. You are one of my favorite people to follow on social media because everything you're just so honest. You're so real. You know, when, when I'm engaging with your work, with your, your stories, your post, it's just pure innocence and imagination that I am witnessing in real time. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That's, that touches my heart. <laughs> that's so sweet. to re- I receive that. I receive well, that. You give others permission, girl. You give others permission to truly be themselves. And we have to lead by example. We have to lead by example. And I think that both you and I know we're both, you know, hardworking entrepreneurs, but neither of us take ourselves so seriously that we forget to make room for play. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we would have a lot of fun together if we were in person. I think I think that's a, I think I, I like that idea of making that happen. Oh, I agree. I think that that will definitely be in our future. And I have felt that, you know, being cultivated since the day that you and I encountered one another in that big room in Phoenix. I remember, I remember, and I remember feeling so touched. I remember when you gave me your card and I was like, this woman of all the people, there was just a few people. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to stay in touch with her. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, whenever I start to feel disconnected from that playful side, I actively seek out you because you are so open and you are just so, so, 
You're, it's just so beautiful, Natalie. I just absolutely love everything that you bring to the table. So how are you able to break free from these paradigm shifts that you, you know, were conditioned and programmed into? How did you have the ability to break free from this and allow your true authentic self to just step forward and be present? Mm, I love that question. I love that question. Well, for me, what it came to was that I, I just made a decision after noticing and recognizing from strangers that they could feel like this, this wall around me. And it happened when I was in Bali. I, I'll never forget. I had just sold everything, all my stuff. I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but I know I'm here to experience absolute magnificence. And I know that wherever this takes me, it's absolutely perfect. And so I remember I had this exchange of uh, energy with this one woman and she said to me, she's like, you're like this river and you have this flow to you, but then all of a sudden there's like this and you just like stop. And she's like, <laughs> like, but that's not who you really are. And I remember her wanting to like really get to know me. And I was like, oh my gosh, here's this person. We're just getting to know each other. And somehow she can really feel my presence. And it was just in the, and I had been doing so much work on myself, Heather, like for, I mean, all my life, right? therapy, energy, healing, vision quest. I mean, I've done it all. <laughs> and it wasn't until here I am in 2017, I was 36. Was I, I had just turned 36. Yeah. And now I'm 41. Yeah. <laughs> my time is just like no such thing. But here I was and I just something about that exchange where I was like, yeah, I get to be my biggest wild self. And when people really feel me is when I'm laughing at the top of my lungs, when I'm dancing with my entire body, where people are just like, yeah, girl, bring it on. I want to hear that voice. I want to see that body. And so it was something just clicked inside me. I was like, yeah, yeah. From this moment forward, like that serious me, mm -mm, that's not who I truly am. I might sometimes still <laughs> come off. Like I noticed myself even, even in those back then and even now, like sometimes I'm like, oh, here's this, here's serious you. <laughs> but now I just can laugh at me. You know, I laugh, I laugh at me, I laugh with me. And it's just a matter of, it's the amount of compassion and understanding I have for myself and where I've come from. And I think it also helps me to just really understand other people. Like I have this ability to just drop in with people and to see the children inside of them. So it's just like this, it just comes in all shapes and forms. I think it's so beautiful, you know. So what I'm hearing you say is that you made a choice. It was a choice. It wasn't a feeling that overcame you. It was a choice. A An awareness was brought about and you decided this isn't how I want to be. This is not in alignment with my true self and how I want to show up in the world every day. So from that choice, you were able to surrender all of the narratives, all of the stories, all of the expectation and outcome of what others have put upon us. And you decided to just step in and truly own who you are. 
Absolutely. I, I like, it was like this. I'm like, yep, I'm unstoppable. I'm unapologetic. I don't give a shit about what other people think of me because what I really know is true is that I'm constantly instigating that bringing out who that person truly is. So it's like when I show up as me, I get that that other person gets to see who they truly are. Right. So it's like, I'm constantly giving that permission and I don't even know, I'm just showing up as me, just being who I am. And then magic happens. It's Ah. just, it's fun. It's, it's incredible. It's so simple. Yes. That's, oh yes. I love that word. Yes, yes. It's full. And I think yes. this is part of why it's so challenging for more people to be able to embrace this perspective and mindset because yeah. we've been conditioned that everything in life in order, you know, in order to achieve, it's got to be difficult, right? Yes. yes. And oh. it's got to be complicated. Everything has to be complicated. Oh my. <laughs> and so for entrepreneurs like you and I, right? We've been conditioned to believe we've got to work, work, do the grind, da, 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 da. And that's the only way that we can truly achieve success. But you and I have both had the ability to say, "Mm, I'm going to challenge that belief system. I'm going to choose to show up as myself. And by doing so, that's what attracts the clients. That's what attracts the other souls because they're like, you know, I kind of like the way of doing it her way. That looks a lot more fun. That looks a lot more enjoyable. And in the process of doing that, it's it changes the trajectory of your entire reality. The illusion that was created for you drops out and you just step into being present, living the life that we were meant to experience day in, day out. Exactly. You stop wasting so much energy on these distractions, on everything that's that's taken your mind away from what actually truly matters. And, and then you're really living your life. You're really living your life. Like we are here to live it, to yeah. be it, not to work so hard that we burn ourselves out, that we don't even know who we truly are. It's like, mm-mm, that's not why we're here. Yeah, agreed. So Natalie, I want to point something out, okay? And so for all the listeners, I'm going to encourage you to definitely check out the video or at least go to Natalie's social media so you can see what I'm talking about. So you just mentioned that you're 41. I'm going to be 46. I'm going to assume that when most people meet you, they are absolutely in disbelief of your biological age. Every person, every single person. (laughs) So I want to tie this into something that you, a statement that you made just a moment ago, where when we're putting all of this energy into not authentically being ourselves, it's literally draining our physical body, accelerating the aging process. Yeah. Because we don't have the capability of distributing the energy in ways that are going to support prolonging this youthful experience. Absolutely. Oh my, you just hit it on so much so. And the the big thing that I see here too, Heather, is that people that come to me have never felt supported. Mm -hmm. So those people that have, and and people that are younger than me, that look older than me, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, hmm, Mm -hmm. you know? 
what is that really about? And there's so much, this is coming from nothing but pure love because I know I've been there. I've exhausted myself. I've ended up with um, rheumatoid arthritis. I've ended up with Lyme. I've gotten all, all, all the shit, you know? But it's all been such a gift because it's brought me that much closer to who I truly am, to seeing that, wait a second, I'm not here to live a life of burnout, of exhaustion, of thinking something's always wrong with me. Like, I'm not here to live a life of being fearful of my own body. And you know, this is what you do in your work, right? Yeah. But it takes a lot to get there, to build that solid trust within yourself, to let, to let yourself feel that, uh, that, that support that's just never going to go away, right? It's this beautiful relationship that we get to cultivate within ourselves, right? And that's what creates that longevity, like you're saying, right? Right. Well, and it goes into this illusion when we incarnate here of separation, right? Mm -hmm. We are separate from the creator. Therefore, we can't trust. We're in survival mode. The world is working against us. We're on our own. And so ultimately from the get-go, we're set up for failure in that sense with having the ability to truly, truly trust ourselves and trust others and work in a cohesive manner rather than, you know, it's me against the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can so relate to that. Oh yeah. And I was so ashamed of having that story. I just, I didn't want anybody to know that that's who I was. I couldn't like that. I was labeling myself as that. Even when that woman came up to me in Bali, when I first got there and, and told me how she saw me, I was like, you're seeing me. Like, don't look at, no, 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 no. Because I've always had that, ma I had that mask up, you know, because I just didn't feel like it was truly safe to be who I am. Mm -hmm. So it's such an absolute delight to connect with people like you, like that woman from Germany, like that's just like, yes, show yeah. me who you are. I want to connect more with you. I love feeling your heart. Absolutely. I mean, it, intimacy. it is, it's the, it's the real intimacy, right? And unfortunately society cultivates intimacy as being this like extremely sexually promiscuous experience where we're just giving pieces and pieces and pieces <laughs> of ourselves. And we're never really truly receiving in the process, what we need to be whole, to be complete to have the ability to go within and trust everything about what we already have, need to know, and be able to embody in our daily experiences. Mm. Right? Ooh. I know, all the feels. Feeling it, feeling it, feeling it in my body. <laughs> all the feels. So tell me, you know, there's so many people that have resistance to connecting with that inner child. And I'm going to share a quick example of something that just happened yesterday that was so beautiful. Okay. So with my daughters, with my children from day one, I have always encouraged them play, 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 play. Mom was never the serious adult. I was always a child using imagination with them, helping to encourage them to cultivate that within themselves. So in part of my retrain your brain program, I have individuals do a uh, inner child healing meditation that I've recorded myself personally. So my daughter, my oldest daughter has chosen to do this course, which was kind of scary, right? For both of Ooh. us. 
And what an honor for her to be able to put the trust in me to do the course being that I am her mom. So she came over yesterday and she's like, mom, I was doing your inner child healing meditation. And right before you said the part, I want you to picture your inner child, that little girl within you. And I want you to give her a hug. She's like, I was already doing that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful, right? I was like, oh, it just goes to show that those things that I did try to cultivate early on still resonated, right? They were still within her. And then by me, you know, saying those words after she was having that imaginational experience, it just validated what she was doing and reminded her of her true power. It was so beautiful. Love that. I love that so much. How old is she? She's 26. Wow. Yeah. So she's 26 and you know, she's sick and tired of her own shit. She's ready to like Mm -hmm. break, break through all of the, you know, traumas that were inherited, what she experienced in this lifetime. Um, the divorce that her father and I went through was not easy. It was a very big you know, uh, traumatic experience for both of my daughters, their realities completely shifted. And these things have to be talked about. I can, I can be honest and say that the podcast episodes that I've recorded with my girls are some of the most popular episodes. People really resonate with the things that we've talked about because we've been able to be very vulnerable and transparent and be honest and real, you know, and then also, through our experiences, show others ways that we were able to break free of those shackles and embrace one another in this journey and turn it into something truly beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Yummy, 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 yummy. Yeah. Yes. So tell me for all of the listeners who have the resistance, who you know, maybe they've heard do embrace the inner child. What advice do you have for them with being able to really step in and embrace that inner child, do that inner child work? Mm, Love it. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is a recent client of mine who was struggling with this. Like, she's like, I can't even see my child. I can't even see my child. I don't even, and, and I don't even, I don't know her. And I, and I sat with her and I just, I just held that energy of that. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. And the message that I'm getting in answer to your question is that, and and I just, I didn't even say these words to her, but then I, I just energetically shared it with her and gave her that space while I played the crystal bowl. So she could really just drop into feeling herself. Right. And knowing that there's just no hurries, nothing is urgent. She can just Whatever she senses is absolutely perfect. And so the message is that it's okay. And this almost makes me cry. Even when it's not okay, even when it's not okay, when you feel like it's not okay to be back in your, with your inner child, even when you feel terrified of having any kinds of memories come up, even when you feel like you can't, when you don't have words to express yourself, and that's where she, what my client was feeling like, I can't go there. I don't know this something is just not working. And it was that feeling of like, it's still okay. Even when it's not okay, it's okay. When you don't have your words, it's okay. When you feel like you just need to be silent 
that it's not okay to even speak right now because you're a child. So I feel like those specific words, and they're just so simple that I had a mentor share with me about four years ago. And it totally changed my world because there was always this part of me that was living in extreme modes that I couldn't ever just drop in and be with my little girl and know that it was okay, even when it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And that to me is, is everything because children just want to feel safe to express themselves. Children just want to feel like you're not going to run away from them, even when you don't know what to say and that you're just really fully, fully present with all of your little, all of them, all of the children that are, we have multiple children within ourselves, right? And so that's what I would say, the, just the most simple thing, but it's so deep. It's honestly, it's so powerful, Natalie, you hit the nail on the head. And I think that many people have resistance to really doing the inner child healing because they can't even see their inner children. They don't know what they look like. And ironically enough, my daughter expressed last night when we were having this conversation, she said, mom, it really scared me initially, this idea of trying to connect with that inner child because I realized I didn't know what she looked like. I realized that I have suppressed so many memories from my childhood that I didn't know where to go and grab her hand and pull her out because I forgot what it looked like because there wasn't safety around that. Exactly. So you, you could not have articulated more perfectly the biggest barrier that is keeping individuals from being able to truly do this work. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unbelievable. And that's the thing about trauma that I that I I'm constantly focused on with my clients is this this coming home back to just the simple simple basics, right? Because if it was that simple when we were children, then we would have felt like okay, I can have the tantrum, I can scream and cry at the top of my lungs because I know I know that no matter what, I'm not going to be left alone. I'm not going to feel like I'm being abandoned. I'm not going to feel like I'm being rejected. Like it is just so safe to be all of me, even when I don't feel like I'm okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to share with you in the audience, something really personal. Okay. And okay. this is something that has come up for me recently. So I got married and it's coming up on a year of getting married and <laughs> The relationship, this relationship is so different than any past relationships that my subconscious, that programmed core belief system from that wounded little girl who was abandoned at such an early age, who never felt worthy, never felt deserving, did not feel lovable. She keeps trying to creep in, right? And sabotage because this is so unknown that my subconscious is like no this isn't safe this can't be real da, da, da. i gotta create conflict chaos da, 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 da. so i recognize where i was standing in my own way and that you know these are belief systems that have to be dropped out and it takes time and we need support and 
we have the most phenomenal marriage counselor that we are working with. I am pretty convinced that it is like my future self. Not kidding. Her name's Heather as well, which is like, what? So amazing. In the last couple of weeks, um, some things came to light and some traumas that were suppressed have started to surface. And I started getting a little frustrated, like, why, why do I have to have these memories? Like, why are these memories of little four-year-old Heather coming up and all of the terrible, you know, things that were done to her, especially through sexual abuse? Why, why am I now having to have these memories? I always knew and suspected that that, that was a part of it, but I didn't feel I necessarily had to have the memories and have it all brought to surface. So needless to say, these last couple of weeks have been really challenging for me personally, managing all of these emotions, the anger, the, the sadness, you know, all of the things that are coming up with these memories. So I was having a conversation with my therapist and I was telling her, you know, that um, there's a lot of fear in the relationship, that I'm fearful that if I show up and express myself and deal with what my inner child needs, that it's going to scare my husband away, right? Oh, yeah. Telling myself all of these stories. And one of the things that have come to light over this last week is that ultimately my whole life, I've been searching for a protector. I've been searching for someone to protect me, to keep me safe, to validate my experiences instead of gaslight me, tell me it wasn't true, tell me it wasn't happening, hold that space for me. But this is a very scary place to be in a relationship because I've never had anything like this modeled to me before. So as I'm having conversation with my therapist, she brings awareness to me that that's exactly what my partner is doing for me. He hasn't gone away despite the ups and downs emotionally and me feeling angry and wanting to break shit and wanting to scream and yell and get angry and then wanting to just hysterically cry and sob and feel all of that pain that that child had to suppress. He's held the space for me and mm -hmm. she made me realize that's the protector I've been searching for my entire life. Oh. So even though I went into a marriage relationship with expectations of how it was supposed to look, my partner is showing up for me in ways that I never imagined possible. And the beauty in this experience is so incredible but the stories are still trying to come forward and sabotage it. And I just have to maintain that awareness and ebb and flow through it. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Girl, you got me crying. <laughs> this is what I'm most scared of about going into relationship because I can feel my beloved coming into my world and I just want to feel like you, like, can I just, can I do this? What if I want to just scream at the top of my lungs? What if I want to be shaking my bot? Like, what if I just need to express these feelings? Like, are you not going to, I'm so scared of him just pushing him away and making him think that I'm just absolutely crazy and he won't be able to handle me or, you know, I'm like. Well, one thing that I have experienced for myself with this relationship 
I kind of went into it with this expectation. I needed to be healed. I needed to be fully healed before I could show up and have a healthy yeah. conscious relationship, right? Totally. But through the relationship, what is happening is that because I have, because the space is being held for me, because there's this sacred union that is taking place, I am being allowed to now go into healing deeper than I ever, ever imagined I would have had the capacity to do, which is why all of a the sudden these subconscious memories are coming to light because truly my inner child feels safe enough that they're ready to deal with this. They're ready to bring it out, let it go. And so in all reality, the healing does have to happen through relationships. We aren't going to be a perfectly healed person in order to show up and have that conscious sacred union that we all desire. <laughs> because also for me, I'm also providing him that space to do his own inner child healing. And in the end, what it boils down to on both parts is trust, trust in different ways but trust. And so through this, being able to expose who we truly are, be vulnerable, be transparent, show up, honor those inner children, do the work. The magic that's happening is so profound. I'm like, everybody needs to experience this. <laughs> this is goals. Goals. I love it. This is goals, you know? Yes. Oh my and gosh. Girlfriend, you manifested that. Love well, it. absolutely. I think that ultimately, you know, we call in whatever is at our vibrational match. And so as I do the work, as he does the work, it allows us to continue to raise that vibrational frequency of consciousness together, which allows for growth. And one thing when it comes to healing is that we have to shift our perspective that this is a one and done, that there is a linear goal that, you know, there is an end point because all we're doing is truly reducing the capacity for what potentially could be. If we can understand that healing is a evolution of growth with infinite possibilities, why would we want to set an end point? Right. Of course. Right? Like, why would I want to be done? Pointless. Yes. Give me yes. more. Bring it on. Yes. Totally. So, yeah. So I just think it's so cool. And and I I feel for you that, that that is coming into your near future. And you just have to embrace it and know that if this is the right person, mm -hmm. Then they are going to show up and allow you to be everything you are meant to be, despite whatever criticism and judgments you might have put upon showing up in whatever way is necessary. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. <laughs> I feel it for you. So I feel like you're an individual who has done a incredible job of really recognizing your value your presence, the value of your presence in life. Speak to me a little bit about that, how you got to this place and how others can do this for themselves. 
That's such a great question. Another one, the value of my presence. Well, another, just being completely honest with you, another topic that was not an easy one for me, something that I really struggled with. It's in my human design that I just, I've always, always been seeking acknowledgement and, and have never fully like allowed myself to receive when like, even when like a parent, when my mom or my dad was saying to me, you know, you know, that's awesome. But it wasn't, I, I was like, well, why tell me why? Well, I don't, I really I, give me more reasons. Give me more reasons. And so I've over the years seen that the only way for me to really feel like I'm a part of this world, like I'm show, like, and, and that this world is about us continuing to grow and evolve together is I've got to take responsibility for owning my value, for owning my gifts. Mm -hmm. And just because that is not something that has come easy to me, it's not something, it was even something that I was like, Will I ever be able to do that? And even I've had so many people telling me, my gosh, you're so brilliant. You have so many gifts. And yet it just wasn't something that could just naturally float through me. Like it just was like, no matter how much healing I was doing, I was like, why am I still struggling with this? Why is it that when people tell me you are so damn confident and I'm like, am I? <laughs> and I'm like, something is off here. Something is not right. And I almost felt like I was, um, I'm like, so am I like, okay, people are seeing me like that, but I'm not valuing myself like that. Something is off here because then my clients are not fully receiving who they truly are. If I'm somehow getting in my own way. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's been, uh, it's been a journey of moving through that and letting go of the shame I had around how hard, hard it's been to honor and value myself and really see who I truly am. Mm. And it was when I was in, again, going back to Bali and when I was in Thailand and when I was in Spain, I went to, I, I just literally let spirit guide me to all of these places around the world where I was working in orphanages, where I was working in just local communities, just following literally like spirit, tell me where am I supposed to go tonight? Where am I supposed to sleep tonight? You know? And, and I would literally like, people would just flock to me, like come to me, like out of no, like, I need your help. Can you help me? And it was something that just started to naturally, <clears throat> wow, I guess I'm doing a little clearing on myself as we speak, because I can feel it in my throat and in my heart, which is great because there's just always an opportunity to keep growing, like you said, through this experience of valuing ourselves. So it was in those, those experiences where, of course, like this is not about, I wasn't doing this to make money. I was doing this because this is what lights me up. I love to be in situations that are beyond like uncomfortable, right? Where you're like, you're not a part of the culture. You don't know anybody. And here you are with people coming to you from like the most intense trauma that I've ever witnessed in my life, right? And there was something about that, Heather, that seeing how I could just go into these environments and just drop right in, I, I, I began to see myself in a whole new way. I began, I'm like, value? Yes, I'm valuable. Oh my gosh. 
it began to just all click like all of my like my background in special education and early intervention and all the healing modalities that I've studied like it just all started to just come together and it was like wow look at you look at what you are doing with these children look at what's happening when you're bringing these kids that don't even know you that have so much trauma hysterically crying scared to talk to you scared to let you hold their hands and then witnessing them completely transform in front of your eyes like that's what i got to experience so i mean that's that incredible honestly yeah. i think that that's probably one of the most beautiful gifts you could have ever given yourself because what I'm hearing you say is that you chose to get out of your comfort zone, go into situations that were very difficult to navigate. You had to trust yourself enough to have the ability to adapt to the environment and then through acts of service by showing up and serving others, you were able to really step in and be present with that purpose. And through that purpose, it helped you validate all of your worth. Mm. Yeah, it was so, like, I still, I all these memories, I have so many videos. I'm like, wow, I should maybe just, like, go back and start finding little clips and sharing them so people can feel into more of, like, who am I and what do I do and why do I just understand people and get people, like, I mean, I, I kind of, at, at times I kind of shocked myself. I'm like, I'm really doing this like but then it was like yeah yeah this is just who I am I've always been this way and it wasn't it was just like thank you thank you spirit for like putting me into these amazing amazing experiences that will be with me the rest of my entire life right always yeah. I mean I I think that this is so beautiful you were able to trust in spirit ask for the guidance through that, you had the ability to cultivate self-respect, self-trust, build that self-efficacy, that belief in self that you really, truly have the ability to do this, pull <laughs> it off, be present, make it happen, and provide value to others. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, what a gift. Thank what you. a gift feels so good just feels so good even just to being being able being able to speak about it it's just like yep and then I go back in time seeing all the kids and the memories just great experience that is just absolutely beautiful so I can imagine as you're going through all of this process right throughout this journey of, of being able to surrender accept yourself putting yourself into situations that were uncomfortable, unknown, all of these things, there had to be a sense of discomfort within the physical body, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, girl. That's a good yeah. Wait till I tell you. <laughs> yes. So how were you able to navigate through all of this and somehow, some way cultivate a relationship and safety within yourself to truly enjoy being in the body and being able to be present and have the experiences? <laughs> that question has layers upon layers. <laughs> First off, I have never been more sick in my entire life than when I was traveling. Uh, Ever. And it took 
Oh, and I knew, you know, working in orphanages, drinking water, sometimes, you know, quote unquote, filtered water right. that was not exactly clean water. Right. Looked like and, my, green, my uh, nettle tea here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was dreaming of those nettle tea, red clover, give it to me. <laughs> no, wasn't exactly having that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so it was in going into those experiences, right? where physically my body was hurting. My body was really hurting. And I knew that I was also clearing, like energetically doing a lot of clearing within myself and sometimes not fully, not fully releasing, not fully letting go of what I was experiencing because I had never in my life seen things like this, right? And so I just it started to show, I, I remember this one point where I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much pain in my gut. It felt like there was just like knives inside of me. And I'm like, this, something is just not right here. And like, it just kept building up. And I was having these like mini episodes for quite a while. And I'm like, but I'm here on this journey of a lifetime, you know, and like so much is happening and I'm, and I, and I want to experience it all, but it, it forced me to get to become so close to myself in ways that I have never been able to before. Mm -hmm. I was what I came to realize was how disconnected I was from my body. Yeah. So connected to other people, right? So aware of where uh, the, the child or the adult, the caregiver, whoever I was working with, the therapist. I'm like, I can tell you exactly where you're holding it in your body. Mm -hmm. But when it came to my body, I'm like, whoa. Whoa. And I was already aware that I was, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm sensitive. I know that I have rheumatoid arthritis. I know I'm working through gut sensitivities, but I didn't really see how beyond uh, vulnerable and susceptible I was until I was in this, these experiences. Yeah. And I remember this one point where I literally, I was in Peru. And I literally felt I was in bed and I felt like I was dying, like dying. Like I was in so much pain, excruciating pain. And here I was so excited. I'm finally, I'm going to give something to myself. I was going to go into my first ayahuasca ceremony. And here I was, I'm like, okay, you know, all the work that I've done with every with everybody else, all the giving. And here I am. And I'm like, I can't do anything mm -hmm. except love on myself, yeah. except be with myself, except start to trust this body in ways that I've never been able to in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I, I had no idea how much I feared death. Mm. I was terrified of death, but I, I needed to go through that experience to see how beyond strong I am and how much love that I have for myself and how much, how, how resilient I am and how even though I didn't fully know that I would be open to receiving in the ways that I was, because, you know, again, you're in another country, like, can you trust this? Can you trust that? Like things that people are offering to you. And somehow I went into this very, very, very peaceful state. I've never like up until that point, like I had never felt like I could access that when going through something that was so intense like the pain was just I'm t like I remember laying in the shower 
and I'm giving myself an enema in the shower and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs and I'm in a guest house and I'm like, oh, well, people are going to have to hear me another, you know, it's just like, this is part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And something like it just, again, click, 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 click. Like, oh yeah, I love this body so much. I know that she's going to come through on the other side. And at the same time, this is really funny, interesting. I was, I was, um, offering my first group program <laughs> and I have been like just putting myself out there you know talk making as many connections as possible with people just doing what I could you know the internet is not reliable where I am and in multiple places but I was you know it's just like and I'm like but I have I I want to do this it's so important to me and I'm like okay so it was incredible to watch me able to access these parts of me, this strength, this deep, deep inner strength within me that was able to not only teach that group program, but able to soften my heart, like soften my heart so much so that I didn't care. I was like, I don't care how this goes. I know it's going to be absolutely perfect. And and I know that I'm going through this so that I can show up in ways that I haven't been able to for myself, number one, and then for the group. Wow. So it was, it was eye-opening. Wow. That is so beautiful. You are just such a gift to the world, my friend. You truly, truly are. I really appreciate you coming from a very heart-centered place of being able to share your experiences and through your experiences, how you've been able to cultivate skills that you can help teach others to do the same thing for themselves, right? You, yes. yes. It's kind of like reverse engineering the journey and being able to say to others, all right, so we're going to short track this journey yep. that I went on, I had to go through all of that so I could show you ways to do it, but do it in a much more efficient time frame, right? Yes, yes. So give totally. the listeners three actionable steps that they can take to help support this continued healing journey that they're on, where they can either connect with their inner child, they can cultivate that value within they can drop into their physical body and truly appreciate that physical body what three tangible things can you and can you suggest mm. to the audience okay every single day before you get out of bed i invite you to snuggle with yourself get into a fetal position hug yourself, hold yourself, tell yourself how much you love yourself, how, how much you treasure who you truly are. However that looks for you, make sure that you do not get out of bed until you connect with yourself, with your higher self, so that you can receive who you are because nobody else can receive you before yourself. That's the first thing. That's and if you're here to tip. <laughs> if you're here to do the deep dive of healing work, you've got to, you've got to first make that commitment to yourself, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is take as many breaks as possible throughout your day. You might be the kind of person that just goes, 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 does your work, you know, you have your routines, but give yourself kind of 
give yourself resets. Mm-hmm. We need, every one of us needs to have resets and the resets can look like you going outside, standing in the sunshine, you um, taking off your shoes and, and going for a barefoot walk on the beach. It can look like anything. It could even be like getting on your rebounder for five minutes and turning up the music. Mm-hmm. Make sure, give yourself way more breaks than you ever have in your entire life because the more that you slow down, the more that you show yourself how beyond valuable you are, number one, and how much of a powerful receiver you are mm-hmm. at being with yourself, at dropping into your nervous system, at learning, learning what it takes to have such an incredibly deep, connected relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's number two. Number three, <laughs> make sure at least once per day, you go and you look at yourself in the mirror and you look specifically into your left eye. Your left eye, as I was taught, is the eye of, is looking through the eyes of God, looking through the eyes of the universe, through the eyes of source, and look deep within yourself and just stare into you without any expectations. Just stare inside of yourself, be with yourself, even if it's just for one minute each day. Mm. And the more that you keep building on that practice, the more that you keep becoming that much more comfortable with who you truly are, that much more in love with your magnificence, owning the gift that you are to this world. And that's it. I think you nailed them, sister. (laughs) I think these are the secrets to life, right? The secrets to surrender, the secrets to success. I don't think anyone has ever given me such beautiful three actionable steps that someone can take to really coming back home to themselves and truly accepting, stepping in and embodying their their power. Like, oh, Natalie, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing so much with us. How can the audience find you? Thank you so much. It's been so much fun to connect with you. And I'm just like, yay, let's play more. This is so much fun. I love it. I love it. So um, for all of you that are listening now, you can connect with me on Instagram. That's the easiest way at Natalie underscore Quaint. And all of my offerings are in my link tree. So you can see what's coming. I've got a new group program that's going to be coming out this fall. So I would just invite you to head over to Instagram, stay connected with me. I'm constantly making stories, videos. It's just the best way to just you know, see who I really am. I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm very, like Heather said, I'm an open book. I'm incredibly vulnerable and transparent with you. And I think you'll get a real good tasting of what it's like to, to know who I am. Absolutely. Well, I will make sure that I link all of that in the show notes. So it makes it easy for individuals to find you. And again, thank you so much for showing up today, being your authentic self, sharing a piece of you with the rest of the world. It's so beautiful. Thank it's such a gift and treasure. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.